The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. We are going to get you ready for the NFL playoffs. And, yeah, of course, talk a little fantasy. Who is next year's Aaron Rodgers? Who is next year's Stephon Diggs? Who is next year's Keenan Allen? We'll answer those questions for you right now on Fantasy Football Today. It's Adam, Dave, and Jamie. And you'll, uh, you'll hear a little bit from Ben later. This episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and it's all about you and it's awesome with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express later on in the show. All right, Jamie, six playoff games this week. How are you feeling about that? You like the expanded postseason field? Love it. Very exciting. Very uh, very much looking forward to um, all of these games. They have a lot of intrigue in a variety of ways. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, great to see uh, who pulls off the upset, who's this year's Titans, who can make a run. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to uh, how this all will unfold. Dave, who is this year's Titans? Who can make a run? Uh, could be the Titans, at least in the first round. Going up against Baltimore, it's a team that they beat earlier this <laughs> year and handled well last year. I actually haven't picked that game yet. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Um. I'm not sure if there's really another team out there that would be like a, a shocker. The Ravens could, could the winner of that game be the Cinderella? Maybe, maybe, probably. Right. Those that game, like the the five seed is Baltimore, the four seeds Tennessee, and then in the other conference, the five seed is Tampa Bay. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if they make a run, even as the five seed. <sighs> Colts. Colts is the seven. I think Buffalo whips them. I don't know, man. You can run on Buffalo. I mean, it, that's why they're a surprise team. So any, any, anybody that's going to, you know, pull a, pull a shocker is the one that you, you know, are not going to be expecting it. Nobody expected the Titans to go to the AFC Championship game last year. So uh, the Colts could easily be that team for sure. The Browns too. Brown, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. teams that have the formulas for success are, are, are the ones that, you know, you look at. If you can run the ball in the playoffs, that's usually the formula for success. Yeah, the Browns, Dave. You think they can beat the Steelers on the road? I think they could, I think they could beat the Steelers. I'm not saying they will. That's another game I haven't picked yet, but I think it's possible. I think there's a slight chance that the Bears can handle the Saints. Now, I'd be surprised if they won, but I think there's a chance. I, I would give them a chance. I, don't, I think they've got a better chance to win this week than they did last week against the Packers. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Well, especially if Kamara doesn't play, and we don't know. Um, we will tell you uh, all the news and notes, get you caught up on that. We had a couple of mock drafts this week, full PPR, half PPR, and you're going to talk about them next week. I'm not going to be on the show next week. I'll tell you more about our programming notes in a bit. But I just wanted to get just, I was like, all right, let's just get one talking point from the mock draft. So, Jamie, you took in the second round, it was in our full PPR, three-receiver league, full PPR, you took James Robinson, 15th overall in the second round. You took him ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Aaron Jones, a lot of really good wide receivers and, you know, some good running backs as well. You took James Robinson there. Um, Again, three receivers, full PPR. So, yeah, I'll let you guys, I'm not going to steal your content for next week when you're going to talk about these mock drafts. But uh, you, I think you may have taken James Robinson in our other draft yesterday, too. Is that right? I did the same two picks, back to back, (laughs) back to back drafts, back to back days. What was the first one? Uh, Austin Eckler, James Robinson. Austin Eckler, James Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of an interesting strategy in a three-receiver league to take two running backs and to pass up, at least in this one, DeAndre Hopkins uh, for James Robinson. Yeah, I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that we'll be talking about this next week. So, I, I uh, <laughs> no, I think um, uh, this, is the, this is the time you experiment with how you want to, you know, build your team. So, picking 10th, I, uh, I, I was expecting to get um, quality wide receivers starting the third round and I actually passed on receiver in the third round. I took JK Dobbins. So I started with three running backs in a row because I thought the value for Dobbins was too good. So Kenny Galladay was my number one receiver in round four. And you know, if he's healthy and right, uh, we were taking Kenny Galladay in round two this year. All right, but, so, but, but, but not even looking ahead, you, that was a great pick, but just tell me about Robinson over Hopkins. Are you are are you doing that right now? You just figured the wide receivers would be really good later in the draft. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see that. My 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 two receivers to start after going three running backs in a row. So even even taking a step further, were uh, Kenny Galladay and Brandon Ayuk. I'm thrilled with that. Yeah. Absolutely thrilled with that. With getting those three running backs to start my team. I'm not thrilled. With, I wouldn't be thrilled with that. Just to be a jerk. Well, I mean, that's why you lose and I win. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Um, but look, you have Ayuk who has not done it with Kittle and Debo on the field, right? Um, and Kittle has not done it with Ayuk on the field. Sure, absolutely. But yeah, you know, we're not talking about Kittle. But sure, we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen that scenario. Um, it's, it's speculating. It's it's obviously speculating. It's full PPR. So Galladay in the fourth round is a great pick anyway. But he's you know not a high catch guy. Uh, no, I just you know I'm just the the strategy of taking three running backs with your first three picks in a three receiver PPR league is very risky, especially when one of them, J.K. Dobbins, might have 15 catches next year. Sure, but again, as we talked about earlier this week, I, I think for me Dobbins is is right behind in a very you know in a lesser degree, uh, but in the same caliber of player like a Derrick Henry and like a Nick Chubb. I don't think he's going to get to those heights yet but a running back that will be very productive in PPR despite not catching the ball because of what he will do on the ground and because of what he will do at the goal line. So uh, to get him in the third round to be my flex, I was very comfortable with the receiving core that I built, which we'll talk about next week. Uh, but I, I have no problem starting with uh, Eckler, who is uh, you know a PPR monster, and James Robinson, which I think proved himself to be a top 12 caliber running back last year with the addition of Trevor Lawrence will hopefully be good to take him in the second round. Actually, that was really the the basis for the question was the confidence in James Robinson um, over, uh, I guess, a safer pick like Hopkins. So it devolved into something else. But, okay, Dave, what would you have done there? If you already had a running back in the first round and a three-receiver PPR league, are you going running back in round two? I might, and it's because I know that there's going to be good wide receiver depth 
and and I think people will see that when when they see rounds three, four, and five in our mocks next week, they're going to say, "Whoa, this is this is some good talent." These are some of these guys, like you said, Galladay. We took in round four and in our mocks, and he was going earlier than that last year. And these are mock drafts without rookies. It's before free agency. It's before trades are going down. So I, I think there's going to be some pretty good depth across the board in fantasy. You know it's going to be there in quarterback. You know it's going to be there wide receiver. But running back, it's going to be a little top-heavier than it was before, which is a good thing. And I, I, in our half PPR draft, I started with three running backs. Dobbins was one of them. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see how the team shakes out because it's going to be good. You do not have to. I believe you don't have to go crazy on receivers early in drafts in 2021. Okay. And I will, I will say, Adam, because uh, you mentioned Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones is back with the Packers, I would have taken him over James Robinson. Okay. Uh, all right, then. Uh, so that's a sneak peek at the mock draft that we did, and it will be talked about in more detail next week. And next week, we will have our awards show on the 12th. What is that, Tuesday? What's today? today? Yeah, No. Yes, yes, on Tuesday, the 12th. So um, stay tuned for that. And you can vote right now. We gave you the nominees earlier this week. They're all available to vote for on our Facebook page. Just search for Fantasy Football Today on Facebook or uh, check the link in the episode description. We got a new podcast to tell you about. It's called The Early Edge. If you're looking for a leg up on your bookmaker, we've got you covered on The Early Edge podcast powered by Sportsline every day, up to 10 minutes or shorter here. You get great gambling advice. If there's a sharp side, you'll be armed with it. Uh, so go check it out. The Early Edge Podcast, wherever you listen to FFT. And just a couple of programming notes. I'm going to be out on paternity leave for the next two to three weeks. Jamie and Dave are going to be hosting for you. Chris Towers will be on. Heath will be back. I don't know if he's coming back like two weeks or three weeks, but Heath's out for most of January. So um, you've got a lot of old school Dave, Jamie, fantasy football today. Fantasy football playbook. Are we going to get the old name back, Dave? What do you think? Maybe. <laughs> we get the old music back. Oh, boy. I don't even know what it is. But, no, we can't. I don't don't have that. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, leave me alone for the next two, three weeks. And, Jamie, I didn't watch any Cobra Kai. I, sorry about that. Me neither. Oh, okay. It was something on TV. Uh, there, the news was kind of gripping yesterday, so I didn't get any Cobra Kai in. And uh, we're going to have an extra episode for you tomorrow of Fantasy Football Today in 5. i got Jacob Gibbs coming on to give us some stats for the weekend, for DFS, for props. I'm going to throw it in the FFT in 5 feed, obviously. I'm going to throw it in this feed as well. News and notes. Okay. Uh, Jamie, Dave t- chimed in on this yesterday on FFT in 5. Let me get your thoughts. Miami Offensive Coordinator Chan Gailey resigned. This was a real report. Uh, not like the one a couple of days ago. So they will have a new offensive coordinator next year. And what are your thoughts? Uh, good. You know, uh, get some, uh, fresh ideas in there. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, on Gailey that the way the Dolphins offense performed because there were so many injuries throughout the course of the season, Gaskin missing five games, uh, Savan Ahmed missing time after he became a thing, uh, Preston Williams missing, uh, the majority of the season, Devontae Parker missing time, Mike Gusecki missing time, you know, so, uh, I don't think we get a full idea of who Tua Tungavailoa is as an NFL quarterback. And I don't know if Chan Gailey is the right person to make the most out of him. So, Hopefully they can bring in somebody that has the uh, um, uh, foresight to, you know, maybe do some more creative things. Cause I do think there's some interesting players on this offense, but uh, Gailey was great once upon a time, but I think his time has passed. All right. Trevor Lawrence declared for the NFL draft. No surprise. Alvin Kamara won't be able to play this week, Dave. So even if he, Oh, he I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He won't be able to practice this week. 
Won't I'm be able to practice. <laughs> he will be able to play. Technically, it's not. It depends if he clears all the protocols. Sunday would be the first day he's eligible to come off the reserve COVID list. Um, but are you worried about his workload, even if he does play? And in DFS, you got to pay up for Kamara. Is it worth it? It's another layer to consider with Kamara if you're going to pony up. I think it was 8500 on DraftKings' prices this week. It's too much. It's too much against the Bears defense knowing that he's not going to practice all week. I, I don't think running backs necessarily have to practice like a quarterback or, you know, like like defensive players every single week to prepare for the opponent. They basically are asked to do the same thing most weeks. Kamara is no exception to that. Um, but I, I'd be worried about him getting his usual playing time unless he just starts off red hot, which is always possible with him. But to get 25 plus PPR points, I think it's a little too much to expect given the circumstances. Okay, and Bears' run defense has been pretty good lately when they've had Akeem Hicks. However, the other uh, New Orleans running backs are off the reserve COVID list, so you, if Kamara's out, I'm sure a lot of people will look at Latavius Murray. And good news for Bears for Saints running backs, bad news for the Bears' run defense. Roquan Smith, linebacker Roquan, well, Roquan Smith, likely out this week. They should get back their rookie cornerback, Jalen Johnson. And based on where Michael Thomas often lines up and how the Bears don't really move their cornerbacks, I mean, I feel like it could be Jalen Johnson coming off of a like a three-week absence up against Michael Thomas, who reportedly is going to be close to full health. And are you guys, is he kind of an automatic in your lineups this week? Michael Thomas? Kind of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's an unbelievable price tag for him. You're never going to see him this cheap, um, hopefully ever again, because that means he's playing great. But uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I, I'm I'm doing a story for for the site for Friday of uh, good buys and bad buys um, for both sites and for DraftKings and and Fanduel. And he's the second wide receiver on that, or uh, I'm sorry, his first wide receiver that I listed on DraftKings and the second wide receiver on Fanduel. Oh, he's like 6,400 on DraftKings. He's 6,400 on, on DraftKings. He is uh, 6,800 on FanDuel. Ooh. I got to know who's the better bargain on FanDuel. I, I didn't do it by, by, by I, I did it by price in terms of like I oh. eliminated all the obvious plays. And so just him and Deontay Johnson are flipped in terms of uh, most or the top guy in terms of price. So Deontay Johnson at 7,000, I think it's good buy on FanDuel as well. Uh, but on DraftKings, he's the uh, most expensive of the lesser tier guys. Yeah, both yeah. of those receivers were in my lineup. I, I wonder if they'll just be too popular. I, I mean, the mind. problem with the problem with only six games is everybody's going to be using some combination of everybody. You know, right? You got to find like one, maybe two cheap guys. Yeah, you got to find the the out of nowhere guy. Mm. Any candidates? Well, I think Latavius Murray qualifies if Kamara plays because he's going to be very obvious if Kamara doesn't play. But, you know, as you're alluding to in terms of workload, if he's not going to get his workload and people say, oh, I'm not going to play Latavius Murray because Kamara's there, that's one that stands out of the non-quarterbacks. I think uh, one that's intriguing to me if he's healthy is Isaiah McKenzie because they played him in the slot in week 17. And if Cole Beasley doesn't play with John Brown back, you saw what he did. He had nine targets and six catches. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Cole Komet is actually more expensive on uh, FanDuel than Jimmy Graham. But I would still play Cole Komet because I think he's going to see more targets, especially with them chasing points. And then if Darnell Mooney's out, you know, then Anthony Miller becomes interesting because Mooney's banged up after getting hurt in Week 17. He was just a PPR stud. 
Mooney would be very popular if he plays too, because right. he's under four thousand right. on DraftKings, and he's had this much bigger role lately in the Bears' offense. Yep. Yeah, I think McKissick's interesting too. Figure they're going to be trailing in that game, and mm-hmm. that's usually a very good recipe for JD McKissick. Better in DraftKings full PPR than Fanduel half PPR. Obviously, uh, more news and notes for you. Let's take a look at the Rams. Cooper Cup is going to play. Jared Goff was limited in practice. Hopefully, he gets out there. Cam Akers practiced in full and kind of went on, I don't know, unnoticed, but people weren't really paying attention in week 17. He had a horrible game, but he had what, 23 carries. So Cam Akers 21 is, carries 21. for 34 yards. Yeah, that makes that's fun. But he's getting yep. huge workloads. And uh, hopefully he's he practiced in full, so that's a good sign. Maybe he's a little healthier here. Good chance to score, I'd say, against the Seahawks. Uh, all right, left tackle Andrew Whitworth also could play this week for the Rams. Washington That'll could, help their run game. Yeah, Washington could rotate their quarterbacks. Tampa Bay cornerback Carlton Davis was limited in practice. Indianapolis cornerback Rocky Sin may, Rocky Sin may not play. And Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley mispracticed, with Beasley being a much bigger concern. There's been an email I've been wanting to read for a few days, and I keep forgetting, so here we go. This is from Patrick. It's our email of the day. I'm wondering if you could make a quick mention of my home league's donation to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital on an upcoming podcast. Our commissioner's father passed away on November 30th, and we quickly decided as a league to donate all league fees to St. Jude in his memory. Taking advantage of our employer's matching contribution programs, we were able to eclipse $10,000 for the charity. In fitting fashion, the commissioner's team went on to win the championship, which is his second since starting the league in 2008. Our commissioner, along with others in the league, are listeners of the show. It would be great to hear you guys give the Bayville Bowl props for supporting each other and a great charity. That's awesome. That is terrific. $10,000. Thank you so much to your employer as well for matching. Sorry about your loss. And um, what a great way to honor your father with a terrific donation. Thank you. All right, so this is a fun episode we did last year. We kind of looked at some 2019 standouts, and we said, who is the next blank? So I'll start with Keenan Allen. We were down on Keenan Allen. Um, we thought Tyrod Taylor would be throwing passes to Keenan Allen for most of the year. But who is 2021's Keenan Allen? Dave, you want to go first here? What are we saying? A receiver with a muddled quarterback situation who ends up being... Great in PPR, just great overall. Well, Is I don't, that kind I of don't know. It could be whatever. You, I, I, look, it could be like mid round receiver that is great, not and not a young guy who breaks out, but someone that we're kind of almost giving up on, and we were like, oh, actually, he's still amazing. Um, or you know, it could be a quarterback thing, like you said. Interpret it as you will. I, I would not, I would not pick like a second year breakout, but rather a veteran who could bounce back one way or the other. I'd like to know where Juju Smith-Schuster is playing in 2021. If it's Pittsburgh, I think there's, I don't know if there's a great chance of him bouncing back to the levels that we saw before, but if he goes to another team where he's going to be the number one target and they've got a question mark at quarterback, he could absolutely be the Keenan Allen of 2021. Jamie? You know, Odell Beckham came to mind for this, um, just based on where he's going to get drafted. It's, he's going to go much further than Keenan Allen was drafted, but, um, I do think there's a there's a chance for him. The other the other one that uh, you know seems to be a little bit more of an obvious tie-in because of a new quarterback coming in is DJ Chark, who uh, you know I had high expectations for this year. He didn't you know live up to it by any stretch. Injury played a factor, but obviously quarterback as well. But getting Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you know it's it's the same tie-in. It's a rookie quarterback coming in and hopefully boosting up the value of a uh, 
you know, not a same same level veteran, but a veteran receiver entering his fourth season. So hopefully DJ Chark can have that uh, type of boost with uh, Trevor Lawrence there. I came up with Cooper. I went with Cooper Cup. And I was just looking at our draft results from the other day. Cooper Cup, I think it was like around five or six pick. You know, he actually, he had five targets, I want to say, inside the five, inside the 10-yard line, which is not a lot. He had like double that last year. But he led the team. And the weird thing is, Jared Goff was ninth in the NFL in pass attempts, 23rd in red zone pass attempts. He just didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He didn't throw near the end zone much. But if that changes, you know, you could get a, you could get another 8 to 10 touchdown season from Cup, over 1,000 yards, caught a lot of balls this year. So, yeah, that, those are good options. Beckham, Juju. Does that matter to you if Robert Woods is gone? Oh, well, I would, yeah, it would be a big help if Robert Woods was gone. I think it would help in one regard, but I think it would hurt also because he's not a number one. Did Woods they, is more of a number one receiver. Cup is not a number one receiver. Did they sign, I thought they signed him to an extension. Robert Woods? Yeah. Am I crazy? Uh, four years, $65 million. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not going anywhere unless they cut him. And if they cut him, they're taking a dead money hit of $15 million. They signed him to an extension in September. Okay. I I'm thought sorry. they might cut him when they drafted Van Jefferson that they that this could be his last year, but they gave him the extension. So, um, All right. So that's next year's Keenan Allen, potentially. How about next year's Aaron Rodgers? Veteran quarterback. We're counting him out. Comes back, has a huge year. Who's it going to be? Jamie. I mean, there are two that I, I think are obvious in Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan, you know, just based on what their histories are and what their potential could still be. I mean, Ryan was still a top 12 quarterback this year, so he doesn't have very far to go. Stafford, you know, the last two years in terms of his total production hasn't been good, but we know in 2019 he was a top five quarter, top three quarterback in terms of points per game. So, um, you know, play callers for those two guys, as we talked about earlier this week. Uh, what the receiving core looks like for those guys, more more importantly in terms of Stafford with uh, who could be gone. But I think both of those guys can, uh, not to the same level, they're not going to be MVP caliber players in the NFL, but they can certainly be MVP caliber players for your fantasy team, drafting them late and then performing at the level that they have before in the past. I think if they fall into the perfect situation, they could be MVP candidates in the NFL though. Stafford gets traded. He's got a good offensive line, savvy play caller, good receiver. Say he goes to San Francisco, no way. for example. He's just not even close to as good as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, there's no way either of those guys well, but are winning What were we NFL. saying about Aaron Rodgers last year? But Rodgers... We thought Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers was done, and then the draft happens, and it just reinforces. Dave, I'll bet you $1,000 right now that Matthew Stafford <laughs> and Matt Ryan don't win the MVP next year. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you both. I'll give you both of those guys. For free? Oh, great. No, you give me $1,000 if they don't get it. Oh, you got to give them some odds here. I'm not, no, I need odds on this. I said if it's the perfect situation for both of them. You, you, you get what the I'm saying is what, what, we'll make a bet. Here's what I'm saying. I think that they could still potentially have banger seasons. I think they still are talented quarterbacks. They Agreed. just need to be in the right spot the where they go. And that's why you like them as late-round breakout yep. guys. Ryan was the first name I came up with. But uh -huh. do I want to put $100 on one of those two being the league MVP at 10 to 1, for example? Nah. Oh, you need they better need, than 10 to 1. Not yet, anyway. You need, that's like 50 happens. to 1. Yeah. Um, I went with Breeze. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are assuming he retires. But if he retires, I probably wouldn't say Breeze. But if he doesn't <laughs> retire, this guy was the, one of the only quarterbacks who was better than Matthew Stafford on a per-game basis in 2019, and he played almost all of 2020 without Michael Thomas. So, uh, And I thought he played pretty well. Um, I still think he could be extremely accurate and 
use Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara as short yardage, short area guys who turn it into something. You know, he could be Drew Brees. He, yeah, he's he's still a very good quarterback. So um, I don't think I don't think Carson Wentz can be a league MVP, but could he be okay for fantasy if he ends up in the right place? If he goes to a spot where he's well protected and he's got good receivers and he's running an offense he's familiar with, couldn't he bounce back some? I absolutely think so. I don't yeah. think he could be a top five fantasy. All right, quarterback. so let's say pick a destination for Carson Wentz. Wentz makes sense where. Uh, Indianapolis is the one that we've been linking him to already. Wentz, Breeze, Ryan, Stafford. Who's your favorite if Wentz is in Indianapolis? Where's St- Stafford? They're all back in their other spot. Like they're they're all staying in Detroit, Atlanta, and New Orleans. I Ryan think Stafford Ryan would Wentz, be my favorite. Breeze is in the broadcast booth. No, no, he's back with New Orleans. Uh, okay. Uh Wentz uh, and Stafford. No, not Wentz. I'm sorry. Ryan and Stafford. And uh, I, I think I'd Bree, have to draft Bree Bree. Ryan Stafford Wentz. Wow. Breeze first. Who do you want to see in the broadcast booth, Breeze or Witten? <laughs> <laughs> I know who you would pick. No, I think Breeze is going to be a great broadcaster. I think he would be great. And if Phillip Rivers ever gets tired of playing football, he'd be great in there too. Yeah. I think he'd actually like talk trash while yeah, right? <laughs> on the air. You have to censor hey, damn it, what are they the flipping doing? Uh, was that Schrager? Was that, that was Phil Rivers. Oh, it was Phil Rivers. Okay. Uh, all right. Who is this year's? Who is 2021's Devontae Parker slash Corey Davis? Hmm. That's a tough call. Those guys, I mean, I can't get like the contract situation. Like, is that where Chark would come into play? Yeah, like that's where I would put DJ Chark, for example, like a guy that we're leaving behind. But yeah, nobody's leaving DJ Chark behind. I mean, uh, but Park, no one's no one's hoisting him up there. Like there the, these guys are undrafted. The, the, the dynasty community is extremely excited about the. Jaguar. They should be Absolutely totally excited. get that, but yeah, I don't no, think nobody's giving up on DJ Chark. Um, I don't know. There's some people in seasonal that might. They'll take another look at him once Lawrence is officially there. Uh, okay, uh, you, you know it could be you know it could be like that. It could be the two Giants guys, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if they get to the, those levels of what Parker was in 2019 or what Davis was this year, but there's still a lot to like about those two guys. Um, a couple of the names I came up with, just like previously hyped guys. I don't know if anybody. Do you think anybody's drafting? Yeah, they probably are. When did Nelson Aguilar get drafted? Uh, this our, year? No, in, in the our, NFL? No, in the draft that we did two days ago. Did he oh, get drafted? So probably somewhere in the eight, round eight range. I don't think they went in the half PPR yet. I don't think he went in the half PPR yet. Okay. Um, Christian Kirk was oh, around. Beckham could qualify for this. No, no, because Beckham's been amazing. I'm, okay, these guys were, had pretty much lousy careers, went on They did nothing, and now they suddenly break out just in time for a new contract. Nikhil Harry would would be... If he had any faith in him, Nikhil sure. Harry would right, qualify. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Darius Slayton. I think he can do it. Okay. I'm looking at my free agent list. Guys at wide receiver who are going to... Well, actually, these aren't guys. These are wide rec- These are free agents now, not free agents to be. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've got a good one. Do you, do you think A.J. Green's got anything left in the tank? He's not the, the same type at all. Yeah, but he's leaving his team. I think Adam's looking at guys that are staying with their Who's team. Who's staying with their team. 
Christian Kirk. Michael Gallup still with the Cowboys. That's an interesting one too. That might be a good one. And I believe he's in a contract here next year. Christian Kirk was a round 12 pick in the draft we just did. Three receiver PPR league. Um, Another good one. Let's see. That could work too. Yeah, so I think uh, the only one, like both both, uh, Aguilar and Parker were first round draft picks. Who, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Both Corey Davis and Parker were first round draft picks, and so was Aguilar. That's why I came up with him. But Aguilar may have already may have just had his year, you know. Um, Nikhil Harry was a first round draft pick and has been awful so far, but hasn't really been in the best situation. How about Mike Williams? Is that guy? There you go. He's a free agent in 2022. That's a great. That's one. That could. Yeah, that's a good call. Gallup is going to be one. For what's worth, Chark is going to be a free agent in 2022 as well. Okay, uh, let's go to who is 2021's Lamar Jackson. I feel like there's a very obvious answer here. As far as a bust? Yeah. But not like a horrible uh, bust, just like going to go way too early. Josh Allen? You're thinking, you're thinking Kyler? It's Kyler, yeah. The Kyler, when he didn't rush for a touchdown... He really didn't do very well most of that. These were his fantasy points when he didn't rush for a touchdown. 28, that's great. 23, it's fine. 7, 21, 19, 14, 3. We won't count the it 3 left with an half. injury. Was that? It was almost all in the second half. Yeah, he stopped rushing for touchdowns, and lo and behold. And you heard your yeah, you know, the, the knock on him is the, the size, and, you know, he got banged up, and he stopped running. Right, but even, but even when he was running, I think the argument was like his pace is just his touchdown pace is just way too high. Sure, but it's nice when you've got it, and I don't know if it's necessarily going away. That's probably going to hinge on what they do at running back. Who is? And I would expect them to do something good at running back. Who is safer, Lamar Jackson, or who is safer? Actually, why not? Why not throw Lamar Jackson there? Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, or Josh Allen? Who's the safest? Allen to me. I'm, I'm taking Allen first. I have Kyler ahead of Lamar Jackson as of now. Okay. And finally, who is 2021's Stefan Diggs? Oh, oh I love Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, yeah, free agent. Um, yep. You oh, say so a guy who changes teams, you're saying? I think so, yeah. Unlock some potential here. I hope Allen Robinson says, money is great, but can I finally play with a new quarterback? <laughs> a good quarterback. A good quarterback. Yeah, he might be the gem of the free agent class. Juju would be too. Godwin is a free agent. Uh, Galladay is a free agent. Yes, we have some big It's going to be interesting to see receivers. where all four of those guys go. Will Fuller is going to go out there. He's going to miss a game, at least one, for sure. Yeah, I don't think Will Fuller is leaving, though. I hope he doesn't leave. How could they let Galladay leave? I mean, that just feels like a franchise tag. Yeah, I mean, there's talk about franchising him, but they, you know, all you, these you guys might get franchised. Got to see who the coach is. You got to see what the money is going to be. You know, there's a lot still at play here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be weird to let a talented wide receiver after his fourth year just just leave. You know, like that you drafted him, you you should keep him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Juju Juju seems does he seem more likely to change teams? The sentiment before the season started was that this was going to be it for him in Pittsburgh. And then you see Roethlisberger kind of favored Deontay Johnson. I don't know. Did he do enough this year to warrant a huge contract from the Steelers? In their eyes, probably yes, because, you know, all you heard was he did all the dirty work. You know, he was the one that sacrificed going downfield. He played, you know, over the middle, took all those big hits. 
So I'm sure they value him as a teammate and as a locker room guy, uh, aside from the dancing on the logo crap, but you know, that seems to be rectified, but you know, I'm I, I, at this point, you know, if you're Juju, you got to look at the writing on the wall that there are other guys at your position that are very talented in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and your quarterback is eroding before your eyes. So do you want to stay in Pittsburgh and, and take probably a hometown discount? Or do you want to go see if you get a mega deal somewhere else? All right. Well, that's it for uh, this. Who is next year's or who is 2020, whatever. It's a working title. And when we, uh, we're going to look at the games and give you some DFS advice here, although we already gave you some, but we'll kind of go game by game and talk about who we like and who we don't like. Um, but what we, one thing we definitely do like is Express, okay? And Express is all new and all about you. Check out Express for all the comfy, casual, and versatile styles for men. Either go to the store or go to express.com right now. There are always great deals, always great bargains, really affordable clothing. Clothing that's also going to work with what you already own, okay? That's something that's really important. You have a nice pair of jeans, you want to put a sweater on it, Express has got that. You need a nice pair of jeans, of course, Express has that. But you can throw on Express clothes with the stuff that you already have because the Express clothes are just so versatile. It's it's 2021, okay? It's a new year. Let's turn a new leaf. Let's start with a fresh look. The styles that you see on Express, you will not find them in other places. It's very unique stuff, and it's really, really awesome stuff as well. So when I put on my clothes, when I put on the jacket, for example, that I bought from Express or the sweaters that I bought from Express, I'm excited. I feel good about it. I'm confident. I feel good to go outside. I want to be seen. Oh, everybody, look at me. Look at my clothes. I look awesome. Um, yeah, so like I said, they've got something for everyone. They got women's clothes. They've got jeans. For for men, they've got, geez, so much stuff. Uh, jeans, nicer pants, T-shirts. You might want to get a head start and get some T-shirts now before the weather turns warm and before you actually need them. Um, you know, accessories, socks. Socks are great. I'm wearing the dress socks all the time. I'm wearing the dress socks right now to keep my feet warm. Um, no, no. <laughs> but uh, it would be require a lot of flexibility. But yeah, yeah we, we love um, we love our express items, and uh, the the quality jeans are also extremely nice. Uh, very premium quality jeans on Express. So I was a little surprised at how much I like the jeans there. Um, just terrific, and uh, I, I highly recommend them. So it's a great time to go shopping for yourself. Go on Express.com or get into the store. It's all new, and it's all about you. Start the new year right with an all new look. Shop Express in stores and online at Express.com now. Indianapolis is at Buffalo. Right, let's go through the games really quickly here. Uh, who do you like from uh, from a DFS standpoint on the Colts, Dave? I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be popular, and he makes sense. You know that Buffalo is still kind of having some issues with running the or their run defense, I should say. Uh, five touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry to a running back over their last three games, and Taylor's getting fed. So he would be the first name on Indianapolis that I would look at. And he might be the only one that I'd really feel good about. There's a chance that Phillip Rivers could have 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns, but there's also a chance that he could have like fall on his face type of a game, one touchdown. We've seen Buffalo hold quarterbacks to 19 or fewer fantasy points in four of their past five games, or in each of their past four games, in five of their past six games. And I, I, I think that the Colts can put up some points, but I think Taylor is going to be the big reason why. Maybe if, if they really try and lean on their ground game, Hines gets involved. Maybe he's a decent sleeper, but I'm not sure if his price uh, makes him worth taking a chance on. Naeem Hines is one of my favorite plays this week by far on any site uh, because they're most likely chasing points, and I think he's going to have a huge game catching the ball. 
Well, he's forty seven hundred on DraftKings. How much is he on FanDuel? He's fifty six hundred, yeah. and he's two hundred uh, more than JD McKissick. So obviously they're similar players. Like who would you and prefer? And he's two hundred less than McKissick on DraftKings. He's fifty six hundred on FanDuel, but, but I, he's, I think he's a little better risky. I I get it, but I, I think that's a good contrarian play, or maybe maybe contrarian isn't the right word. Not popular play, whereas Taylor right. is going to be super popular. Taylor is going to be popular. Um, Rivers, Hilton, any interest? Rivers more so on FanDuel and DraftKings. Okay, and then Josh Allen. How do we feel about Josh Allen? Big game, little game. Yeah, the thing the thing about the Colts is they have a legitimately good run defense. I don't think you're going to be excited about the Bills running backs. Honestly, right. their pass defense it's just not very good. It really hasn't been. Um, lately, they've been getting torched by the good quarterbacks. Allen's torching everyone lately, so I don't think there's a reason to avoid him unless he's just too expensive. But what do you guys think? No, he's a must play. I, I think you know if if you're looking for guaranteed production, he's at the top of the list. You know, for guys this weekend because he is playing at an MVP level. Uh, you know, if if MVP voting were extended another week, he may have uh, uh, be co MVPs with Aaron Rodgers because he's he's got similar numbers to Rodgers and they both have 13 wins. So there, there's a there's just this has been amazing. And uh, you know, I said this on HQ over the weekend. They're the best team in the AFC right now, just the way that they're playing. I think they're gonna lose to the Chiefs because the game is in Arrowhead. But in terms of just actual play, the way that their defense has turned a corner the last few weeks, getting healthy and the way that Allen's playing right now, um, he's 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 gonna carve up the Colts. The the whether or not their defense is legit is is really interesting. Um they haven't really faced a lot of great offenses lately. You know. Their last six games, they've, they're have giving up like 18 points per game. That's great. They face the Chargers, the Niners, the Steelers, the Broncos, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. But they've done really well. I mean, they really have. So they're they're a threat to the Chiefs for sure. Um, this is going to take too long this way. So let's just uh, – I'll give you the game, and I want 30 seconds from, from each of you on the game, and then we can talk about it afterwards. But last question about this. Um, who's a better DFS play if they both play, Cole Beasley or John Brown? John Brown, because Beasley won't be 100%. I love the price of John Brown on DraftKings at 4700 He's in my FanDuel lineup at 5700 as well. Okay, so our next game then, we'll go 30 seconds. Jamie, you get the first 30 seconds on this game. Rams at Seahawks. Anyone you like in this game? Not really. Uh, Rams defense, especially on DraftKings. I don't understand the pricing. Um, but otherwise, not much. The Seattle receivers, no. Carson, not so much. And uh, certainly not Russell Wilson. And then for the Rams, I'm staying away from all of them, to be honest. That's why I like the Seahawks defense, which is 200 cheaper than the Rams on DraftKings. And uh, they've been playing really well. I, I think that their secondary has been playing great. The pass rush has been reborn. The linebackers have always been good all season long. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even realize the Seahawks DST is the second least expensive on FanDuel. I just put them in my lineup, and now I just saved $500 from the... Well, there you go. From the Bills DST. And yeah, I mean, they have not given up a touchdown to a wide receiver in eight, eight. straight games, yep. including twice against the Rams. So that, I mean, that's <laughs> just amazing. wild. And I can't count on Goff to play to suddenly turn it on now. I like Akers, though. His throwing hand is messed up. Like, if, if you're going to tell me he's getting 20 carries, which he basically does every week, he's 6,100. Derrick Henry's had a bunch 10, of catches last week. Too. Ten thousand two hundred. Kamara's nine thousand. 
Like the guys who are cheaper than Acres are Kareem Hunt, Gus Edwards, Naeem Hines, Zach Moss, Latavius Murray, J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. I, I like Acres. This He's is probably the best cheap running back that you could put in your lineup. He's 5,100 on DraftKings. That's lower than Rojo, who's at 5,500. I'd rather have Acres. Gibson at 5,700. I'd rather have Acres. Carson at 5,900. I would absolutely rather have Acres. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to our next game then. Um, Oh, no interest in Metcalf or Lockett? No. But I think that's where you go to be different. One of those two. And who do you go with? Do you go with Lockett since he's not going to get Ramsey'd? I think you lean Lockett because of Metcalf drawing Ramsey again. All right, here's a really interesting one because right now Tom Brady's my quarterback on FanDuel. Um, And I don't know know how popular that's going to be because Washington's defense has been great this year. The way I see it, though, they have they have faced such an easy schedule. Most of the good offenses they've faced have done pretty well. Um, and Brady's on fire right now, but he's faced the, like the Lions and the Falcons lately. <laughs> right. um, and he hasn't been that good Just this year. What time the game is, though, Adam? It's a night game. That's true. It's going to be cold. He hasn't been that good against tough competition, so I don't know if it's contrarian or not, but... All right, talk, like, who do you like in this game? Jamie, you get the first 30 seconds after I just took the first 90 seconds. Sorry. Uh, I love Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown with Mike Evans. They're not playing or banged up. So those guys have been on fire. Uh, they both have scored in each of the last three games. And so I think they have a chance to find the end zone, maybe both of them. Uh, and then I'd play Ronald Jones. I, I think, you know, even though the Washington run defense is good, the price is right. He's going to get a lot of work. I think they're playing with the lead. So those would be my favorite plays for Tampa Bay. Uh, Jones is kind of similar. Really... Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Jones is kind of similar to Cam Akers, right? Like tough matchup, but should get a lot of work. Probably not going to expect a ton in the passing games. Who do you like better? If they were priced the same, who do you like better? Ronald Jones. I'll take Akers. Okay. What about Washington? I mean, I think it's. It just feels like an easy avoid to me. But should we go contrarian? I think the whole, I think the whole game might be an easy avoid. Yeah, I love J.D. McKissick though. I'd play him on DraftKings for sure. All right, yeah, just with the quarterback situation being what it is, they might rotate the guys. I don't know how how uh, much confidence you could have in McLaurin and Thomas. Baltimore at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee. Oh, that's one guy. Hold on. Logan Thomas is one guy who should be in lineups. I shouldn't say avoid the whole game. Tampa Bay has a lot of touchdown to a tight end in three of their past four. Okay. Yeah, but he's, he's expensive. I would have won him if he could. Okay, uh, so Baltimore, Tennessee. It's very strange that Tennessee has actually done very well against rushing quarterbacks this year. Jackson had 13 carries for 51 yards. That's not very good for Lamar Jackson. Um, how do we feel about Lamar Jackson? Dave, he's the most expensive on FanDuel. Is he the most expensive on DraftKings? And give, me, give me your yes, 30 seconds. Is. Give me your 30 seconds on this game. I think he can be very good, but I, I would rather go a little cheaper at quarterback. So file him the same way you would with the Seahawks receivers as guys who can be good and might not necessarily be popular. I think the Titans do have a quasi recipe on how to handle this Ravens offense since they've beaten them twice already this year. But one of the ways to one of the ways they beat them was just outscoring them. You know, they brought a game, they tied a game and then ran away with it in overtime this year. I think Jackson can be fine. I just I would rather like Josh Allen's 300 cheaper. On DraftKings, you okay. rather start out. Who else from the Ravens, if anyone, do you like? Brown is someone who I think is decently priced, and we know that he's been playing well. So I think you could go with him. Dobbins is another one. All he does is score touchdowns and 
gives you 60 yards with it, he could end up having a nice game. The, the Titans defense isn't that great. Oh, it's terrible. So, right. So you could certainly, maybe if the Ravens do change it up a little bit, it's lean on their run game a little bit more. And uh, that, that sounds silly because that's what they do pretty much all year, but it's basically taking the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands uh, and just letting him either hand off or let him keep the ball in his hands, I guess, and run for it. What I'm saying is they don't throw nearly as much and they, they play that Raven style of football and Dobbins would benefit a lot from that. Gus Edwards would too, but with Gus, you need him to have like a long touchdown to come through and, or two touchdowns in order to come through in DFS. All right, Jamie, give me 30 seconds on the Titans. I mean, Tannehill's always in play just based on, you know, how his production has been. Um, so his price is fine. I don't have a problem with Tannehill. Uh, Henry, obviously, if you want to spend the money on him, I'm sure the Ravens are going to sell out to stop him after what he's done to them in their last two meetings. But, you know, it's, every team does that. So if you want to spend the money on Henry, it's fine. And then A.J. Brown and Corey Davis both played well against Baltimore in their earlier meeting this season. So I think they're both certainly in play, as is Johnny. So this, this game could be sneaky high scoring. You know, if the Ravens' defense is a little bit leaky, then I think the Titans' offense will score. I, I love the Ravens. I think the Ravens' guys are all going to smash in this game. I think Ravens have scored 34 points in four of their past five wins and uh, Titans have scored 30 plus points in six of their past seven games. Mm. So I agree. This could be a very high scoring game. This, this, this is their first, this is Lamar Jackson's first playoff win. I, you know, Might be. the issue I have with Corey Davis is Ryan Tannehill is just not throwing the ball lately. 24 to 27 pass attempts in four straight games. Now maybe the Ravens will score so much that'll change things. But the Ravens' run defense hasn't really been quite as good lately. I mean, it's been good, but it hasn't been great. So I don't think they're going to stop Derrick Henry. Um, and Corey Davis typically just doesn't do well when Tannehill doesn't throw that much. Tannehill's production's been good lately. He has five rushing touchdowns in his last three games. So Tannehill and Corey Davis, you know, you just you might Tannehill need... will be over 35 pass attempts this game. All right, well, if he is going to be over 35 pass attempts, then Corey Davis is going to do well. It's almost a lock. And that's a good stack if he's going to get 35 pass attempts. Um, okay. And Dob, I just realized I have three rookie running backs in my lineup. I have Dobbins, Taylor, and Akers. I think Taylor, you know, is expensive. I don't think that's such a bad thing. No, I'm excited about it. I mean, I think they're all going to score at least once. Akers is, makes me the most nervous. But Dob, I mean, Dobbins could average six yards per carry against the Titans. They're, they're so bad on defense. All right, next game. Next game is... Uh, Bear Saints? Yeah, Bears Saints. Okay. Um, well, all right, Dave, 30 seconds on the Bears. I think Montgomery is a must. Saints have allowed a rushing touchdown four straight games, and Montgomery just gets so much work and uh, not as expensive as Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. Probably won't be as productive as Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara, but he could be close. And so he's my favorite Bear. Uh, if Mooney plays, I like Mooney, uh, especially on DraftKings. Jamie already talked about the tight ends. I think that's fine. Don't think, I don't think that Trubisky is a great play. I know that some people are going to get creative with their lineups because he's cheap, but I, I can't feel good about him. And I think that they, the saints will do everything they can to try and contain Allen Robinson. I do want to ask Jamie a follow-up on, on Montgomery. Cause he's in my opinion, the most interesting player on the slate. Um, he had a tougher matchup, I guess, last week. I'll give the Packers run defense some credit, and he was 22 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown, but he did have nine catches. But, you know, the Saints give up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. They have not been as great lately. But is he a must, or is he, you know, how do you feel about Montgomery? 
I think it's going to be popular. Uh, I think you're going to look at it and say the game that he got last week is probably something that you can expect this week. Not a very good yard per carry, but a lot of work. Uh, a lot of work in the passing game. So there's, there's, that's what you like about Montgomery. So if you want to spend the money on him, he's not, like Dave said, in the same uh, range as Taylor and Henry, but he's, he's not cheap in Kamara. He's not exactly you know a, a, a cheap contrarian type of option. So, you know, I mean, Montgomery's proven himself. You know, I don't, I don't know what else there's to say. You know, take away the touchdown, and that's probably what you're getting from because I don't think he scores in this game. Uh, I think he does. And if he gets – he's 6,900 on DraftKings, so if that's 21 PPR points on DraftKings, he's giving you at least 20.1 points each of the last six games. Okay. I think he gets at least that much this week. Would you rather have Price not, – not a factor here? Taylor or Montgomery this week? Taylor. Taylor. Okay. And then Saints, real quick on the Saints here. I'm sure Latavius Murray would be popular if Kamara's out, but Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, Cook, good or bad starts this week, Jamie? Oh, they're all good starts. Yeah, I I think you just look at uh, Breeze at home. We know what that has been for him throughout his career, even this season. Getting Thomas back, I think, is going to be huge. I think Thomas has a big game. I don't think the Bears can cover him. I think Kamara has a good game. If he's healthy, it's just a matter if you want to spend the money on him. And Jared Cook has been very good in four of his last five games, so I would also take a chance on him too. And how have the Bears been against tight ends this season? Horrible. The Among the worst. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Jamie, 30 seconds on the Browns. Nick Chubb is the only one that I would play with confidence, but I also look at Jarvis Landry, and I think he's going to have a good game as well, but um, not, not confidently saying to play him. But I would stay away from Baker. He's played them five times in his career. He's been under 200 yards passing every time, and that was with them not having their full complement of defensive guys last week. And while Hooper scored, I'm going to take the track record of the Steelers' defense throughout the course of the season and say Hooper has a bad game as well. Rashard Higgins a sleeper to you? Is he appealing? Um, you know, uh, how fast he was driving this week. Hopefully he could speed down the, <laughs> the sideline and, and, and do something productive. This, this this Browns game just feels like they got such a great opportunity. And then you got the COVID situation where the coach can't be there. And now you have this stuff with the, the drag racing between, you know, um, Higgins and Wurfs. Like, I just don't understand uh, those two guys. Obviously, the COVID situation they can't avoid, but uh, it just feels like they're they're still cursed, unfortunately. So it feels like this could be a bad game for them. You know, the Steelers seem like they're coming in very relaxed after listening to what Ben Roethlisberger said yesterday. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Browns this week. Dave, 30 seconds on the Steelers. We've seen the Browns give up multiple touchdowns to a quarterback in five of their past six games. The only quarterback that didn't do that was on the Giants. I think Roethlisberger enjoyed his week off. I think he'll be refreshed and ready to go to take advantage of this bad secondary. My lineup has Roethlisberger in it, along with both Deontay Johnson and Juju. Uh, I was thinking about going with Claypool, but Juju really wasn't that much more, and I think he'll get more targets. I'm going to avoid the run game because, A, I don't know who's going to get the majority of the work, and, B, I'm not so sure that they'll do a great job with it, even against Cleveland. I will say I'm just going back to the Browns. Uh, Kareem Hunt's a very good play because we've seen over the course of the season that when they're chasing points, he's in a much better position. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so um, 
Dave, I'll let you talk DraftKings. Jamie, you do FanDuel. Uh, Dave, DraftKings, like must-haves, best bargains. You know, who do you start your lineup with? I started my line. I when I looked at quarterbacks, I tried to find somebody who wasn't obvious at first because I look at the list and I see Josh Allen. I go, oh, I gotta have Josh Allen. But then I figure everybody else is gonna have Josh Allen. So I got Roethlisberger in there, and it was a tough call between Roethlisberger and Breeze. I could pivot to Breeze because, especially if Kamara doesn't play, because I figure he'll get a lot of work. But I feel all right with Roethlisberger in his matchup against the Browns. So I think Roethlisberger is a sneaky play. I think Deontay Johnson is a must play, whether you go with Roethlisberger or not, and you stack him or not, because of all the targets he'll get. We already talked about David Montgomery. I think he's going to be worth it. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be worth it. I think Jared Cook's going to be worth it. Okay. Um, anything? Yeah, you guys, can, you guys can talk it out. It doesn't have to be just Dave on DraftKings. Um, Jamie, any follow-ups there? I think the pass catching running backs are all obviously in play with DraftKings and full PPR. So Naeem Hines, great price. J.D. McKissick, great price. Kareem Hunt's a great price. I love all three of those guys. Uh, they're in a, a variety of lineups for me. Um, and I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a huge game against the Titans. They stink. And I think Dobbins is starting to really just come alive. Uh, so with a game where they um, have a chance to run the ball, I think Dobbins will have a monster game. Yeah, I guess the, talking just more generally... FanDuel or DraftKings, some of the players that you just absolutely love this week. So Jamie said Dobbins, Dave. You, you uh, both both Browns, Antonio and Marquise, I think are very good based on their price, based on what they've been doing. Um, you know, you go I back to last year's playoff game, that was the, uh, not necessarily coming out party for Marquise Brown, but it was on a national stage. And, you know, uh, 11 targets at over 100 yards receiving. I think you can replicate that because the Titans defense is so bad. Yeah, Dave, any, any other players? Just yeah, I mean, John Brown. I think would be good. Yep. Okay. Did you didn't say John Brown just then, right? I did not. Right. So, so all the Browns. Three Browns, none of whom play in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. That's I just really I funny. love the price for John Brown and I love the fact that he you know did play in week seventeen and he looked pretty good in week seventeen. I just really can't can't do a lineup without Michael Thomas. I mean, Michael Thomas is still one of the best wide receivers in football. It's been a trying year for him. And on FanDuel, he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth, ninth most expensive wide receiver. Um, and especially if Alvin Kamara doesn't play, I like Michael Thomas. But either way, I'm, I'm excited about him. Yeah, and a Godwin. I, I have Brady and God. I don't know if I love Brady. That's the only thing about I mean about my lineup. But I have Brady. Those three rookie running backs: Dobbins, Taylor, Akers, Godwin, Thomas, John Brown, Jared Cook. And the Seahawks. Brady to me is just like kind of a. I, I don't know if he's going to be contrarian because he's playing so well, but the red the football team has been very good defensively. And prime time. Yeah, I, that is the most ridiculous thing. It means absolutely. I mean, well, happened it means time nothing to me. This guy has won how many Super Bowls? Five, six Super Bowls. You telling me he can't play in prime time? It well, is but a, his, I record, think his record on the road in the playoffs is not good at all, though. And, and I'm and that's thinking true. that Jamie's just thinking about how it's an interrupted routine. Like Brady, oh, like all old. football players have their habits. Hey, come on, what's he going to be doing? Eating like 6 p.m. Go, oh, I can't believe I'm reading the periodicals and I just want to go to sleep. It this year. It's ridiculous. Look, I don't think the time of the game really matters quite as much. I think it's the pass rush for Washington that yeah. can impact him more. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thread in common with the games against the Saints. Saints were just blitzing the snot out of them. 
And do he, you guys like Brady this week? Like um, do you like him? Like just in general, do you think he's gonna have a good game? No, no. I think he'll have a good enough game. Like I, I could see him being. To me, the the top quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. It would not be surprising if he's third. Yeah, I think I'm just. There's no way I'm touching Wilson or Golf. Other than that, no. I mean, Goff I could even, for sure. I could even see Mayfield having a big game the way he's played lately. No, Tannehill. he does not play well against Pittsburgh. I know he doesn't play right. well against Pittsburgh, but maybe this is just different. You know, I mean, maybe he he played them last week in a must-win game that was competitive to the end, and he still was under 200 yards passing without T.J. Watt, without Cam Hayward, I, I, without I, Joe Hayden. Yeah, I know. But he had been playing so well. He had been playing so well. Um, yeah. Okay. And there, I know when, they're missing. He's in a rhythm, and he's well protected. He's outstanding, and we could say that about 25 quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. All right. You guys want to give a lineup? Sure. Go for it, Dave. I mean, I th- I, I've pretty much given it already. Roethlisberger stacked with Deontay and Juju. J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery at running back. John Brown is in my lineup at receiver. Michael Thomas is my flex. Jared Cook is at tight end. And uh, that's that's why I think I could flip from Roethlisberger to Breeze if there's no Alvin Kamara because I still have those two guys in my lineup and I still get a big chunk of the Steelers passing game. Seahawks are my defense. You'd rather Breeze be without Kamara? If I'm going to lean on the passing game for New Orleans, then yeah. Okay, Jamie, a lineup? In my DFS lineup, I'm saying. Yeah, the first thing I did with all the lineups I, I put together was find the best quarterback that I like because I think, just again, there's six quarterback, there's 12 quarterbacks playing, and there's only a handful of like top-tier guys. Like That's not a position I'm going to try and set myself apart from, so I'm going to play a lot of Josh Allen, a lot of Lamar Jackson and spend the money for those guys. So I went with, uh, on FanDuel, Josh Allen, J.K. Dobbins, Ronald Jones, Stephon Diggs, Antonio Brown, Marquise Brown, Jared Cook, Kareem Hunt, and the Bills defense. Yeah, these are great lineups. You know, it's hard not to like it. There's a lot of teams playing today and a lot of really good offense this week and a lot of really good offensive players. Um, certainly easier than a four-game slate. Okay, uh, in terms of playoff challenge, like on NFL.com or whatever, what, who are the sneaky teams that you think could make a run, could be in your lineup for a while? Well, you have really the potential of, in my opinion, uh, four teams that could play three games. So you have the two one seeds that can make it to the Super Bowl easily. Um, and when I say easily, it's obviously not easy, but you know, just you see the path for the Chiefs and the Packers. And then the Bills and the Saints can get to the championship rounds uh, based on what their paths can be. So those are the four teams I think you look at because there's great players on those four teams as well. And then it's just picking the teams that you think can have the surprise. Like I think not. And, and when I say surprise, I mean, you know, get, get the third game because you could see two games for Baltimore or Tennessee. The, that, that's obvious. You could see two games for Seattle or the Rams, you know, the, that game uh, basically a toss up, but it's, can you get a Titans? Can you get uh, you know, a, a team that, that surprises you Philadelphia from a couple of years ago. So, you know, do you buy into Pittsburgh? Do you buy into the Browns? Do you buy into the Titans? Uh, again, well, do, you? Run? do you run? Huh? Do you? I don't. I'm very chalky outside of the five four matchups this week. You know, I think the fives upset the four. Uh, the NFC is easy because the NFC East winner is terrible. Um, so I think the, the the Bucks can make a run. You know, it wouldn't be surprising if yeah. Tom Brady got back to Super Bowl. I mean, the Bucks are going to be popular, right? I mean, the the Bucks right. feel like a pretty good candidate to play four games. I think if you were you know receding based on play, they'd be the three because I think they're better than Seattle right now. Yeah. So yeah. and you can make a case maybe they're better than the Saints too. So. Um, 
for me, it's Baltimore. I, I see Baltimore getting the Super Bowl. They have right now, you know, their defense is, is certainly good enough. They run the ball. You know, it's so big. It's just a matter of, you know, does Lamar Jackson show up? And his, he's played in two playoff games. You know, you could throw out the one his rookie season because he was, you know, still so raw. Uh, but last year he got punched in the mouth and he didn't play well, even though he, he threw for 300 plus yards and ran for 143. Yeah. Um, but he had two interceptions and he got, he got, uh, he got, he got, uh, you know, found out a little bit, you know, so we'll see how he does this time around. I think he's going to win because the Titans defense stinks and then it's just a matter of what happens in the second round. Okay. Uh, I want to read an Apple podcast question and we'll get out of here. This is from CMC in the first electrically lit city in the world. The first electrically lit city in the world. Let's just call it Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, I think so. Very uh, monumental day in Providence. If Marlon Mack comes back next year, will it affect Jonathan Taylor's value? Yes. Of course. Actually, but yes. Still a first round pick if he's back or no? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not, not very much at all. Uh, all right. Let's see how much time we have here. I think that's going to uh, do it for today's show. According to Greg Allman of The Athletic, Mike Evans is working at practice, testing his injured knee, looks comfortable, and the window open to the media. All right. So that's it for the show today. I wanted to get to some emails. Didn't get a chance, but Dave and Jamie can read them next week. And uh, thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some football, some fantasy football. Luck to you in your contests. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday with a recap. Make sure you actually know we'll have the FFT and 5 episode that drops on Friday. And then after that, we'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Have a good one. See you later. See you in a few weeks. Bye. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.